And we're back. Ish. We all wore the same clothes the next day, but this is don't don't look behind the green curtain. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it started. Look, we're about to hit loopy time because we're almost at an hour in. About to hit loopy time. Um, welcome back, y'all. I'm Yogi. That's Ed. That's Kyle. We have the second part of our review where we go through the rest of the team. So we already went through Union Omaha. We went through Greenville. We went through Richmond. We went through Chattanooga. We went through One Knox. We went through Foreign Madison. So we already went through those teams. If you haven't heard of those teams, make sure you go to back to our podcast from yesterday. Was Kyle has done a wonderful job of putting it into the audio app because I sent him the audio. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it's not like last year where I sent it to him three days later and I realized that he didn't sit. Um, but yeah, so we got that. In terms of league news, we have this for you. Lexington finally has home games. They're playing at Georgetown College, which, okay, I want to bring up this point because we're going to talk about Lexington. We're going to talk about Wendox. But why is it that Wendox hate Lexington more than they hate the in-state rival of Chattanooga, which is literally 40 minutes from them? Because Chattanooga is not a real city. Now, Karen, the East Ridge is barely outside the state. But it's in the state. Like, it's still in the state. <laughs> no, I, I did look, and a lot of people are saying, well, you have the University of Tennessee and uh, University of Kentucky rivalry. I was like, that's not a rivalry. That's, that's not football. a rivalry. That's not even football. Football, Kentucky mops the floor with Kentucky. Basketball, Kentucky mops the floor with Tennessee. It's not a rivalry. I'm sorry. That No, I'm not hearing that. If that's the case, Torment is over there claiming Georgia, and they're like, you know what? We hate one knots, and that's not happening. <laughs> like, no. I, <laughs> I, I feel like it was just one of those where they both looked and like, oh, we're joining the league at the same time. We're going to be rivals. It feels very Omaha tried to create a rivalry for Madison-esque. I will say this, though. I love the fact that both teams are embracing it and kind of bantering it back and forth. But yeah. I don't need the reasoning to be, oh, University of Tennessee and University of Kentucky. I don't need that to be the reason. You feel me? Um, and other part of league news, hopefully this improves data tracking, but Opta Sports Data will be the official sports data people for USL League One. How that will work? The USL website will be updated instead of every four months, now two months. Yep. But I did want to, with Lexington, so with the Georgetown College, obviously there is some uh, dissatisfaction with it not being in Lexington proper. Do you think that's really that big of a deal, or is it? I mean, once I don't know personally how far away Georgetown College is from Lexington. About thirty minute drive. Yeah, that that's that that sucks when you're a new team. Because obviously, like year one, you want to that's your year to kind of capture like all your fans and everything like that. Yeah, that really hurts. That really hurts. I get it. I think it'll be fine if they can work something out with like public transportation or something like that. I think they'll be okay. I mean, yeah, it just all depends on like. How they do? Because if they start out poor, which I'm not going to spoil it, I have Lexington. But if they start out poor, are people really going to be willing to make that 30 minute drive? Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Um, I will. Yeah, we'll I feel like because it's one year thing, like 
this is not a permanent thing. This is like, a, okay, maybe try to find a place. And like, say it was just too expensive and this place is going to be a lot cheaper. It's one year. F it. We'll work on it. And then we can get that soccer specific savings. So I think for a one year thing, it's not terrible. Now, if this is, you know, two, three years of them being out here, then yeah, that's going to start creating a lot of concern. Yeah, that's true. Possibly. All right. Well, we got the team reviews. We got the last six teams to talk about. And we start off once again with Ebony. Who is at a bar? Not for tax purposes. All right. NCFC. Oh, what can I say about that team that I don't I haven't already said? Um <laughs> where they finished last year? Dead last. Um Again. Um, key additions every available Chattanooga Ford. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's true. It's literally everyone there. Like, um, we didn't really lose anyone, we lost Jordan. Um, but we retained quite a bit of our core. The only one we're still kind of up in the air about is Showcat. But he's also still injured, so not really, not, not really sure there. But uh, I think they have two tough stretches coming up, actually. Um, very early in the season in April. <coughs> Sorry, and then at the end of the season in September, they have these two stretches of six games in twenty-eight days, and. Those are going to be defining, especially that one in September. So, what, that kind of leads into questions of, can they win late in the season? Can they win those gritty 1-0 battles? Can they hold on to a lead? Can they stay healthy enough to do all these things? Can they live up to the hype that we keep giving them? Well, that at least I keep giving them every year. <clears throat> you see the roster on paper, and it looks like it's going to be really fucking good, and then they just don't do it. So... Ev, <coughs> you're over there dying. <laughs> Man, it's so bad over here. Is it the Taco Bell or the allergies? It's the allergies. Mix with the Taco Bell. <coughs> I was going to say, the Taco Bell probably isn't helping. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. I got liquor. Good. That's... Nothing about this is healthy. <laughs> but what liquor? Oh, I don't know. She just made it. <laughs> Welcome to the show, folks. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Uh... I, I see them wanting to get as many forwards on the field as possible. So it's either they're playing a 3-5-2 or 4-5-1. But either way, there's going to be at least four forwards on the field. Because shooters shoot. They just got to go for it. I mean, at this point, it doesn't – the four – you can't get much worse than what they did the last two seasons. Okay? I mean, so, year one, that was, that was worse. It doesn't get lower than last. This is true. Yeah. So, ceiling is playoffs. Like, you, you got to make it at this point. That is not – for this team? I'm sorry. I disagree. 
<clears throat> the ceiling for this team is one seed. The, the amount of yes, the amount of money NCFC put into this team, like okay, let me back up. Let me ask this question. Is Bradford on the hot seat if NCFC if NCFC is not in the playoff hunt in mid-August, is Bradford still a coach? No. If they don't make it by the end of the season, he's not still the coach. But they're going to give him the full season to get there. Even if y'all not in the playoff race by August? If we're not in the race. Well, okay. Are you saying race as in six, like six spot? Or race as in like two games off of Two games back, but we've got a, a game in hand. But like, blah blah blah, we're still three points away from a playoff spot. I put it to you like this: It's mid-August, and you guys are sitting tenth. That still doesn't say anything about this league because there were teams that were sitting tenth that could also still finish second by like the end of the season. I mean, yes, that's true. But I'm just saying, like, if you guys are sitting tenth in August, is Bradford still around? If we're sitting 10th, yes, yes. Okay. If we're sitting 10th okay. at the end of the season, no. Okay. So Bradford has the full season. That's Bradford has the season. I don't see that. Me personally, I don't see it. I, I, I don't see it. I mean, baby, it would just shock me if you guys gave him the full season. After last year, how things went to fall off and then if it's not already getting together. But, I mean, like you said, like, you got every Chattanooga forward. So, if there's any team that can pull off a 5-4 scoreline, it's surely as hell, y'all. Yeah, they look good in preseason so far. So, they're fun. I'm liking it. So, we'll see. We'll see. All right. So, me personally, I have NOCO, Northern Colorado. And this is the last player I'm crushing on. I have my three, but this is the last one. So, last year they finished seventh place, just missed out on the playoffs. The player I'm crushing on, Edward Delgado. For, he's a goalkeeper from Phoenix Rising. The reason why I'm crushing on him is because the thing that held no code back last year was goalkeeper play. For some reason, I really think Edward Delgado is going to thrive in NOCO, and I think they're going to be really good. Um Ryan Winnebake, he came from FC Dallas, and Lucky Opari come from, and I just like the name of the team, Spartacus. Don't know where that team is, but that's where that team is from. Um, Lachlan became retired. Uh, Jer- and Jerry uh, Desdunes is not with the team. I don't know where he's at exactly. I'm surprised. Cal is getting the kid. Aw. Cal is certainly okay. Oh. No, it's it's bedtime, so he is not having a good time. Aww. Can you wave night-night? No? Okay, that's fair. All right. yeah, good job. All right. um, and Owen Dam. Don't know where he is, but that's pretty much where the bulk of this team is at right now. So, this is how they start the year off. First seven games are on the road against... Chattanooga, Tormenta, Switchbacks, the U.S. Open Cup, Richmond Kickers, Omaha, One Knox, Madison. Last year, they had a similar stretch like that. First six games, they went 2-2-2 two, two, and two with the U.S. Open Cup win in there. 
So they're used to being on the road. I'm just wondering, like, how going into year two, you're going on this kind of long road trip again. How much gelling did this team get, and how much does it take out of them? Like, we saw it. It kind of like in that middle part last year where that road trip took a lot out of this team where they couldn't finish games late, things of that nature. Um, my biggest question for this team is who's pulling the strings in midfield? Because I don't see it. Um, they got to get better finishing outside of Para. Uh, last year, this team led the league in big chances created with 50, but also led with 45 misses. And I forgot to mention, they probably had the biggest returning player coming back, Arthur, uh, Arthur Rogers, re-signed. We all thought he was going to the championship, or at least MLS. He comes back. So I'm interested to see how Iman uses him. Does he move him up to a forward spot now and doesn't really play the fullback? I'm interested to see what he does there. But we know they love a 4-4-2. I think I counted in... 85% of the games they played it, they played some variation of a 4-4-2, whether it was a 4-4-2 wide, a 4-4-2 holding, a 4-4-2 narrow. There was some variation of a 4-4-2 there. So that probably played again. They just love pumping in crosses and stretching teams wide and kind of flooding the channel. So I expect that out of NOCO. The ceiling for this team and this <laughs> – I put this in the chat, and Kyle was like, yeah, I'm crazy. And Chet was like, yeah, you're on party. So I feel kind of right about this. The ceiling for this team is they can finish top four. They can finish top four, but can stumble and miss out on the playoffs because of the massive road trip to start the year. The back end of the tr- this schedule, they have a bunch of home games. I'm not worried about that. It's the start of the season for this team. And can they – get enough wins to start the year off with. So when everyone's kind of on the road the last part of the year and they got a bunch of home games, everyone got to go out to them, they're kind of in the comfort zone. They're not, like, having to scavenge and get points there. Is this, That's my review of NoCo. Is this NoCo? Homie, we had them 12th on our preseason thing. Where well, okay, the hell they back the fourth at? So, okay, we had them 12 because, remember, they only had three players. And we were like, all right, we don't they know have, we're playing at. Okay, so they went from three players to four players, and they still won vibes, though. <laughs> look. Maybe all right, I'm number 11. I talked <laughs> talk myself into it, so I'm sticking with it. I'm big. Look, Noko is my pick this year. And yeah, look, when we do the prediction show next week, I've made some predictions for Noko that I'm willing to stand by. I was writing my predictions last year. I'm willing to stand by this year. But look, this NOCO team, they proved it last year. They look, I think that season ended earlier than everyone else, but they got into the playoff races late. Now, granted, they didn't make it, but they kind of made some noise. Kyle. I just Kyle. think, like, look, I'm, I'm, Kyle. I'm, I will ride the lone wolf on NOCO. I'll be glad to. Kyle. You're muted, sir. That's good. Keep it muted. I'm proud of you. I was saying, I'm looking at this team. I'm sorry. I'm not seeing much. Like, yeah, you can have – you got three players I trust, one player that's all right, and Breck Evans, and then a whole lot of – How you okay, got three books sure. in a possible? How you got three books in a possible – 
Hey, hey, you can win some hands off that. You can win some hands off that. Okay, all I'm saying is Arthur Rodgers better not be uh, Trent or Joe Cancelo after having a great year and then completely falling off and everyone realizes that maybe defensively not that good. I I, I just – I'm looking at the team and I'm thinking – I'm not fully convinced. Like, if Parra can't – if Parra's out, if Parra misses a game, okay, I don't trust any of the other strikers. I don't that trust the true. midfield in general. That is true. If Parra's out – then yes, th- this whole prediction goes out the window. But if he's there, this team gives me very much like Richmond Kickers 2021 vibes. Like, I, look, I'm just saying, man. <laughs> Paro is his best when he's pissed off. When that man is pissed off, he scores goals. Someone All right. Look. Here's the problem. Defense? All right. You have Evans, you have Corn. Well, you have Arthur Rogers. Okay, you could work with that. Goalie, Delgado. All right, yeah, great. Par at striker. Where's your midfield? And look, that's what I said. That's, that's what I said. getting that's overrun in that midfield. Well, they brought back Norty Norty, so that's one part. I don't know that's who the other two of them is. That's one man one. cannot run a whole midfield. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> Look, no, <laughs> I'm willing to dream on this. If 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 Noko finishes top four, just know I am talking massive amounts of junk for the rest of the year. And go right ahead, but no. <laughs> I think that's the one team that we're all like seeing differently. But I'm willing to live on that. Where are they playing games? Look, we not look. Look, Look, can you do another year of just vibing on road, like being a roadie? Hey, being a roadie gets you seven. That was, yeah, but you can't do that. Try to do that twice. That is true. That is is true. Like, these, like, yeah, you could do it when you're in, like, you're young, like, in your 20s, but. You can't be doing it when you're in your 35, 40 years old and you got two kids at home. Like you gotta go be a family. You got you got a family. You can't be roading it up being a groupie for you know ACDC in the in 90s. Like the, you gotta wrap it up here. You gotta go home. Hey, hey we're, we're taking our You can't be Mick Jagger's ass like following him all over the goddamn world. Like you gotta stop at some you gotta go home. You gotta find get go home. Go to your home. Find your home. (laughs) (laughs) Just go home. (laughs) All right. That's – you got a point. You got a point. All right, Kyle. You're up next. Uh, You got Fuego, buddy. Yeah. Speaking of teams that – oh, boy. Uh, Fuego. um, They were eighth and missed out on the playoffs. They brought in – I, I, I honestly I was trying to figure out like who they brought in that was noteworthy other than Jose Correa Garcia from Chattanooga. Um, there's Abdul Razak Cromwell who last played like three or four years ago uh, at Charleston. So he had some championship experience. Oh, no, sorry, Birmingham. It was Birmingham. He hasn't played in three years. Um, the pandemic, I think. I don't know what happened, but it's been a while since he played and that was the only notable new sign they have that I could find. Uh, who they lost is definitely the more 
highlighted the key departures. Christian Cheney, he went to Madison. Victor Falk left, and Michael Hornsby went to Richmond. So, I mean, they kept Bielov, which is good. You know, keeping him was good. Um, their toughest stretch is going to be pretty much the end of the season, uh, starting on September 23rd. So their final four games, they go on the road to Omaha, on the road to Chattanooga, home to Greenville, on the road to Richmond. That is tough. Like, just playing those four teams in a row is tough, but having to do three of those on the road, yeah, that's going to be hard. And we're talking playoff stretch, so who knows what state they will be in. That might be a – that might be the difference between making a playoff, missing a playoff, finishing last. Like, this – it could be the difference between – Maybe keep the coach, or yeah, the coach is definitely getting fired at the end of the year. Like that is, that is a brutal stretch at the end. Um, the big question I have is how they're going to adjust to the loss of Christian Cheney. Like, it's one thing to lose, you know, one of your best players. Like that'll happen in USL League One, but you're talking about someone that basically born, raised, spent their majority of their playing career in Fresno. Like that is a hometown kid that you have just lost to a league one team and i don't know the full reasons maybe it's money maybe that maybe fuego didn't want to bring him back maybe christian cheney wanted a new challenge i don't know but it's still pretty like oh it's definitely gonna raise eyebrows of what the hell's going on over there and that's adding to the fan um tensions with the high beer prices and tailgating and stadium situation and now the next point in terms of how they play it's kind of uninspiring like their play is relatively uninspiring it's kind of turgid they're just they want to play more direct but it just doesn't look good and that upsets some of the fans as well like you're supposed to bring this like flavor you're supposed to bring this excitement and you're taking the fun out of it so I don't know if that's going to change because now with losing Cheney maybe they can do a little bit more free flow instead of trying to just make him a target guy but it, it felt like a four four two four four one one kind of thing with Bijev kind of playing that ten and floating around between a ten and the second striker. But yeah, I mean, it just wasn't fun to watch. Um, at best, I think they can make the playoffs. You know, maybe you know get that five or six seed. Like I could see that for them. Um, but the floor is definitely bottom. Of like they will like last place. That that could easily be the bottom of the table, like bottom for them. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> if you go back and look at how excited we were after that U.S. Open Cup game they had, to how we kind of were all for um, Fuego midway through the year, that team attacking wise was not it. Outside of Cheney, it was like, yeah, yeah, all right. It's all right. It was beautiful, Cheney, and I, and then it was like, ugh. Right. I think we all can agree that Fuego's coach has probably got the hottest seat out of any coach in League One. Like, yeah. we had to put odds on it. I think, I think he could be the first coach gone. Yeah. And I, I it probably won't be for on-the-field results. It'd probably be something in the front office. Like, we just got to shake something up, you know. Um. All right, up. you're next. You got Tormentum. Ah, oh, the lovely birds. Um, finished third in regular season. Uh, finished the season as champions. Uh, so he 
signings. Pablo Jara. Always a good one. Um, <coughs> yeah. And Elijah Amo. Uh, some key departures is Gabriel Cabral, uh, Ian Antley, and Adrian Bilhart. They lost a lot of talent. Like, a lot. Like, this list could have kept going. Um, I think they kept Sterling, though, correct? Yeah. Yep. <coughs> <coughs> Taco Bell coming up. Huh? That Taco Bell kicking around. <laughs> uh, you're annoying. Uh, <laughs> the biggest stretch is June 24th through July 26th. That's just... They've got some really tough teams that they're playing at that time. So, if you're looking at their schedule, um, sorry, they got Omaha, Madison, Chattanooga, Greenville, Ford again. <coughs> you can actually extend it to the 29th because they got you get Omaha again. And then they throw Lexington into there. Who knows how they'll be? So they're they're all this leads it to how does how are you gonna compete with your championship run? Right? You lost a lot of talent, but you build up your academy so well. Are you expecting that same success for your like this year again because you, you found the formula for success? What are you doing with it? Because that's a very tough stretch where you have a lot of hopefully contending teams for the playoffs that you're facing. And that's like in a good chunk of the season. Like very, very important part of the season. <coughs> With all of that loss though, what is your system now? Right? Are you still going through Kazai Sterling? Can you go through Kazai Sterling? Don't know. I don't know what that system looks like around him. Like, I, I think it could. I think Tormenta could be in trouble if they don't figure it out, and they don't figure out how to get all of the academy players to mesh well with all these veterans. I mean, the ceiling for them is repeat. Can you go back to back for your championships? And then, I mean, not making the playoffs for this team is kind of their floor. <coughs> Sorry, even though I don't see that happening, they're going to make the playoffs. But I don't know. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a wild season for them, just because they've got so much expectations, especially after they went back to back with their men's and women's team winning championships. And now you've got to figure out how to get those those same types of results with a whole new squad that's just going to be – well, not a whole new squad because you still got to keep some key pieces. But you lost – they lost – when I was going through it, they lost a lot to, like, some higher teams too. Like, they, they did their part. Like, they got to – so uh, it was, like, the Rowdies, Detroit City, things like that. Like, they could do it. They just – it's just going to be a mess of how to figure it out before – like you get too far in a hole and you don't get as high as you want to. All right. Uh, take a rest because you need it, homie. 
You need it. You need it. Um, Kyle, I'm going to let you go next. You got Charlotte FC, the second favorite team in the world. First of Absolutely. all, the right Charlotte team. That is Charlotte Independence. <laughs> Definitely been different. I think that's the second year in a row. I've done that, yo. I think that was an... I, I think that was intentional. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the second year in a row I've done that. Oh my Shows God. how much I was paying attention when filling this out because I didn't even gla- – I saw Charlotte. I was like, okay, whatever. I know what to do. Oh, I saw yeah. it. I was <laughs> never going to say anything, though. I just saw it. I just kind of rolled with it. I was like, whatever. Not. I didn't put FC Tucson on this list because we would have had nothing. <laughs> how they did last year? They finished second to last. Makita Parchers, everyone. Um, right. No. Everyone Charlotte Independence. They – Somehow finished six, made the playoffs because they had more wins than Noco, but they made the playoffs. History ever. Uh, they lost in the first round to Tormenta. Um, for key arrivals, Brad Dunwell and Joel Johnson, just a couple more championship players that you know have been there in the past, but. Knowing Charlotte, they're gonna dump like eight more dudes at the end of like right right before the season starts. They're gonna throw a bunch of dudes out there. But it is kind of a start. I mean, Joel Johnson was over at uh Hartford uh last year, and then Brad Dumb Dunwell, not Dumwell, Dunwell. I need to double check because I had it written and then I lost it. He is an interesting one because you don't know where he was. It says he was over not important. Who did they lose? Uh, pretty much the only reason why they even had a chance uh, this season and made the playoffs is Adrian Zadehas. Um Losing him is huge. Uh, his loan ended, so I don't know what they're gonna do because that was the only he was the only guy that kept them in anything. Uh, their toughest stretch is gonna be the first four games. They're home to Richmond, then they're at Tormenta, at Richmond, and then at North Carolina FC. Like, they are a weird schedule because they all have a stretch where they have, like, four home games, and then they have four road games, and then they have four home games. Like, they have a weird stretch where they have, like, two or three straight matches at home and then another, like, three or four on the road. They kind of Um, the same thing last year, didn't they? Yeah, they definitely had the same – like, I think last year they had a very home-heavy start to the season. And then where – it was kind of like the opposite of NOCO, where it was like they just had a lot of home matches early on. Um, the big question is going to be, can the attack fire Charlotte into the playoffs again soon? Um, and then the other thing I was wondering is how soon before the season started, do they drop the rest of their roster? Again, last year they did it pretty much like just suddenly like, oh yeah, here's our team. Although they're like a few guys and most of them turned out pretty well. So I think the big thing is they kept Miguel Abar, they kept Omar, Omar Cis, they kept Corey Bennett, they kept and boo you so they kept a lot of the good attacking players that they have and uh, in defense other than clay dimmick it's not much there defensively um for their tactic defense optional but that's just how they are they yeah, got they got six or seven goals drop on them and then they are capable of dropping six or seven goals but pretty much it's defense optional with them um ceiling the offense once again shows up and does just enough to get the team um in the playoffs and maybe gets a win or two, maybe gets a deep playoff run again because they scored 90 goals that season. Uh their floor is 
missing the playoffs, um, finishing pretty much near the bottom because their defense is terrible. Hmm. All right. I mean, I know they brought back Miguel Ibarra, and I know uh, what's his name. Did he Overton. finally retire? Yeah, no. did he finally retire? Oh, God. No, he's he's back? Yes. So my biggest question for Charlotte is just age. Like, this seems like a very old team. Am I, am I wrong in saying that? It's an old midfield. That I, I'll definitely say yeah. it's it's an old midfield when you look at it. But in terms of the, I mean, the attack's still young. Yeah, I'm just wondering just how much, like, how much of this team can, like, I, this midfield. Unless they bring in some youth into that midfield, I'm, I'm just worried about this team. Because we saw the problems last year where the gaps were just opening up. Yeah, I mean, like, Oberton is kind of old. Joel Johnson, he's, like, 30. Miguel Barr is kind of old. Like, Omar Cease is young, but that's probably their only young midfielder. Yeah. All right. So, I guess I'll finish up. I have the last team, the newest team in USL League 1, Lexington FC. Um... How did he finish last year? They did it. It didn't exist. Literally. Team is new. Um, so this is what I found kind of cool. Kyle, you remember Tariq Muhammad? Oh, yeah. 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 Played at uh Toronto FC2. Well, he comes all the way from FC Edmonton in the Canadian Premier League. Ends up in Lexington. Also, Don Smart, who can't die for some odd reason. Gone to Lexington. So he's there. And then also they added um, a few other guys as around USL League One. Um, key departures, no one, but I did put down Tubby Tuberville because gotta respect Tubby. Uh, All right. Just, hey, I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> the toughest stretch of this team is the month of September. Um, it's It's tough, man. They go to Noco on the road, Fuego on the road, Charlotte at home, Chattanooga home, Ford on at home. Yeah, you got two home games in between that, but you go on four massive road trips. That's tough. That's that's tough, especially for a new team. Um, my questions about this team are extensive. One, who is scoring the goals? Two, who's going to be the starting goalkeeper? Because they got guys that are Guys, no guy has really played a USL League One or at all. So I have questions about the goalkeeper. I have questions about the depth in this team and how deep they can go if injuries occur or guys get naturally tired. How they play, I, I don't know yet. I, I think we talked about this since before, how the parallels between Lexington and Wanox is Lexington is a team that's going to be built around that youth. But around that youth, you would tend to think is going to be very quick, direct, transitional. But how long can that last? Like, how can you keep that up over the course of the year if goals aren't getting scored or if, you know, guys aren't getting through? Because I'm assuming Don Smart is coming to this team to be a starter. And don't get me wrong, Don Smart is a good player, but he's old. And we saw him kind of slow down a lot in the back end of Greenville season. So if he's going to be in Lexington and you assume he's going to be in that midfield – is he? Is it the Don Smart of in Greenville of years two years ago that was arguably one of the best, you know, connector midfielders in the league, 
or is it the darn smart we saw near the back end of the season that he kind of looked a little a little long in the tooth? You know, I think that's I, a legitimate question. I feel like they'll play him more like as a winger, like an attack. I don't think he's gonna be like what I don't think they're gonna set him up the way Greenville did. I feel like I I feel as though he's going to be more that attacking winger side. And I think Tyler Crane had mentioned that as well. So I don't think they're going to put him at midfield. It wouldn't surprise me if he played a game or two there, but. You see, even that I have questions about, because if you play him on the wing, I just, I don't know. I'm not saying he's a liability, but no. I, for, if but you're asking a lot. Yeah, I, if it was me, if it's Lexington, I wouldn't be surprised if Don Smart, if he's still on his team by the end of the year, it wouldn't surprise me if he's coming off the bench the last 10 or 15 minutes to be an impact player. Like, I don't think you can go a whole year with Don Smart being the core player of your attack. It's just me. Um, I think they're me, hoping that a lot of these young, like pretty much the rest of this, like, players – step up because they have a young midfield as well. Like I think, yeah, Don Smart's, you know, 35 and then the next oldest one is 27. And then they have a bunch of guys that are, and like, this is the rest of Lexington team. It's kind of like guys that are 22, yeah. 23, 24. You got about like, the thing is like at every like attack, you probably got two guys that are like 27, 28. And then it's like 22, 21 midfield. Yeah. You probably like, of course, Don Smart, a 27 year old, 21, 22. Defense, you got 28, 29, young. Goalkeeper. Yeah. Like Kalen Fox is probably their best defender at 27. Yeah. So it's like, granted, would you like you have experience in like five guys, but the rest of the team is young. Like they might have been around the league coming from other smarts, like Nico Brown. But in terms of like playing in significant moments and significant minutes, the team hasn't done it. Tom Smart's really the only guy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Austin Cosby coming from Richmond, he might be the number one goalkeeper there, but we've never seen him be the starter. Yeah, and I think they had one more defender. I think Owen Green, he was over at uh, – I think he was at Tormenta last year. Yeah. But once again, like, he wasn't a starter. Like, he wasn't – No, he, he was kind of like a squad player that, yeah. you know, if he would start if he needed to, but otherwise he was someone that came off the bench. Right. And look, I, look. don't get me wrong. Like, I love how Lexington is building their team, and I think they're taking the right approach of, like, uh, taking their academy and using that to build their team up. Me, personally, I think it's going to be an ugly year one for them. Like, the ceiling for this team is barely making the playoffs. Like, I'm talking about, like, we're like on decision day. I don't think. I think fifth is, like, high. I think ceiling for this team is sixth, but I'm talking about, like, goal differential. Like, Scrapping in the ceiling, the floor for this team, it could be a wooden spoon team, and I, I don't think it's because of. I'm not saying there's not talent there, or there's not good coaching going on, or anything like that. Like it's not like how OCB was in year one, or you know, or even OCB in year two. Right, I think it's just this team is just young. And you have a lot of guys that are were squad players on other teams that are now trying to be day one starters. And it's like, it's going to be a lot of learning going on. Right. You know, and 
it doesn't help that their first U.S. Open Cup game is against Louisville, who some will say is probably the greatest, well, the best USL team in recent history. You know, like given how, like what they've done, that's tough to open up a U.S. Open Cup, you know, first game again. So it's just those are my concerns about Lexington, and I'm really concerned about this team because I love them, but and I love Tyler, but I. They probably get the best potential of being the wooden spoon team just because of the the death and the lack of experience. Yeah, I would say them and Fuego are like the two teams that I look at them like. Yeah, if I had a like and with Lexington, it's just more the I just there's just too much unknown. Now yeah, Lexington really can come up the gate storming and all these guys that they brought in are just like diamonds in a rough and we just didn't know. That is very possible. But it is also very possible. It's like, well, there's a reason why, you know, were these guys that other teams were looking at and everyone else just passed on? Are these guys that just, you know, this is their chance? I don't know. Like, there's there's just a lot of a no where, yes, I could, like, if things don't go well, because there's also the factor of, unlike every other team in this league, we don't, they've not, like, Lexington is coming in, like, brand new. Like, even Knoxville, at least Knoxville had the year in USL League 2. They had, they at least figured out, like, how to get things set up financially, how to get things on uh, operation side, how, like, co- the coaching, the coaching staff still there. So they at least know, like, and are familiar with what they want to do. And Lexington doesn't have that luxury as either. Like, they've spent a lot of time, like, building towards it and figuring it out. But there is something to be said about every other team is, they've been here. They've done that. They know what to do. They've learned from mistakes, hopefully. And that could be something that Lexington can use to their, to their advantage, but that also could be something that, you know, yeah. it maybe that gap in experience shows. Yeah. And, I mean, honestly, I think I think that's more of my biggest concern with Lexington just because of the fact of, like you said, like we don't know. And granted, like a lot of these new signings, unless they played in League One or in the championship – or MLS, essentially. We're not that familiar with them. We don't know how these guys are going to play. And even if we see them play, we don't know how they're going to do in League One because League One is totally weird and different. I I just, when I look at this team, and I I don't even think their head coach, like, if it's a bad year for Lexington, I don't even think their coach is in trouble. No, no, no. not, Not at all. I just think, like, the way how Lexington went about it, like, their big marquee signings are guys that, on like, if we look at the top tier USLTs based on last year, Tormenta, Greenville, Richmond, and Chattanooga, their top tier guys on Lexington will be squad players at those teams. Yeah. Like, and that's not even being rude. That's just, like, the honest truth. Right. Like, they will be squad guys. So, like that's my concern thus far. Like, you know, that that's my concern. yeah, I feel like Lexington definitely have the highest variance in terms yeah. of what their ceiling could be and what the floor is. Yeah. So I don't know. Like it's it's gonna be interesting to see what goes on there at Lexington. But buddy, Kyle, we have reviewed all twelve teams. I feel like uh, this went a lot smoother than it did last year. <laughs> Well, we kind of streamlined it a lot too. We cut out a lot of the fluff. Yeah, yeah. We we say it on task. Good on us. Yay! Um, 
as you, obviously you can tell, listeners, Ebony's not around. Um, we hope that she gets better, whether or not it's the allergies or the Taco Bell finally. Or the liquor. Ass. Or the liquor. It's a combination of all three. Something's in there. Um, but, Kyle, any last things before we wrap up, buddy? No, I think we're now getting to the time of year where it's going to be exciting. Um, I'm sure we'll start seeing kits being released. We saw North Carolina uh, put out their kits. Um, I know. I think, I think Richard's coming out Thursday, so that should be interesting. I have no idea when Ford Madison are dropping theirs. We've seen Omaha's, uh, both the home kit and what perceives to be the away kit. Like, we've seen – we're getting more kits as well, so that's kind of exciting. I, I feel like we're now getting into the – all right, now everyone's kind of putting their final touches on the season and getting ready for the season. It's going to be good. So yeah. enjoy um, because once the season starts, we're all going to eventually hate our team at some point for some other reason. So enjoy the happiness of your team. Unless you're Fuego, then continue being upset. Enjoy the fun. Or Noko. If you're Fuego or Noko, continue being very upset with your team because of off-the-field reasons. Yes, please do. Keep it up, y'all. That's why I'm rooting for Noko. Because some fans need some happiness. Look, you can't be charging those prices and not give the fans a good time. Like, what the hell? And as that is also true. <laughs> like they're starting like three fifty for season tickets. That's the cheapest, and they don't have the stadium. Like, what are you doing? Somebody got to pay for Power's uh, contract. I guess. Barstool, <laughs> <laughs> I thought would be maybe Barstool could call him. Hey, who knows? Maybe so. But as always, listeners, we just want to say thank you for taking the time out of your day for listening to our show. Because without you, we wouldn't be able to do this. Um, also, Jake, we need the royalties. We're look, we're promoting 50 plus Darna. Some got a gift. Some got a gift. Um, if you want us to promote your show, hit us up. Let us know. We are gluttonous for money. I was gonna say, you send us stuff, we'll wear it. Yeah, we'll promote 100%. it. One hundred percent. We will gladly do it. Um, also, fans, last thing, be on the lookout for a fan survey coming up because we want to hear your input on our prediction show. It's happening live next Thursday. So, woo! Yay! But with that being said, guys, we'll holler y'all next week. Be easy, be safe, and enjoy.